In a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. Uh, I am Matt Nose. Uh, <laughs> adjust a floor fan and it fell over. Uh, oh. Back on. Because it is hot in Los Angeles. Dude, it is hot. It is hot. Yeah. I don't even want to leave the house. We turned on the air because we had the air conditioner on for like two days straight now. And every time she goes to reach for it, I'm like, you take your hand away from the air conditioner. It is so so hot, man. It's nuts. We even put a fan in the room to help the air conditioning come into the room even more. It's driving us insane, man. It's so hot. Um, yeah, it's not. Uh, summer's here finally. That's not, <laughs> we not were texting. We were texting off uh, off Micah a little bit about basketball. Are you out getting out there and shooting some hoops, doing getting little, getting some yeah. shots in or no? Uh, I've gotten shots up, and now they're talking about opening back up you know, local gyms. So yeah, guys in our group are already texting. We got a group, uh, you know, thread. Uh, it's wow. like, Hey, uh, may- maybe we'll be allowed to play basketball sometime soon. So it's like, all right, guys, hold on. just a little bit longer. You know, let's, let's make it through a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. The cases uh, are still rising, Matt, here in California. We're still, people are still dying from this stuff. And it's, it's, it's so weird to me because everyone was like, Gavin Newsom did the right thing. Shut everything down. Made everybody, you know, kind of stay inside, you know, threatened people. And everyone was happy because it was like, okay, we leveled out. But the cases have st- are still coming in. People are still getting this thing because we're being stupid. And now I don't know what the pressure is. I don't know what the logic is in, in reopening all this stuff. Is it a financial thing? Is it the economy? Is it people's yeah. jobs? Is unemployment overwhelmed that they can't provide, you know, the funds for everybody? Is that what it is? And if that's the case, then just come out and say it. Just come out and say it. This random saying of like opening things up is essentially trying to make people feel like coronavirus is over and it sure as fuck isn't. Well, I mean, part of it, I would assume from the state's perspective is, is if they allow businesses to open back up, then it reduces their liability on having to come up with the budget to pay for unemployment. Yeah. It'll be the business's decision as to whether or not they're going to offer the employment. And if they deny it or they reduce hours, then it comes out of the insurance that they pay for as opposed to state offers. So I'd imagine that that motivation of getting off because there's no tax money coming in. Right. This balance of what do we do? Like here in Los Angeles, there hasn't been a parking fine yeah. for street sweeping for months. And that accounts for millions of dollars in the, the local budget just from that alone. Right. Good point. So, yeah. And the, the revenue on taxes and tourists coming in and just the day to day. Yeah. It's all about money. And I think a little <laughs> Probably the mental health of individuals needing to do something, needing to go to the true. Gym, go true. That that does factor in. People are yeah. on to antsy right now. Yeah, they feel kind of like trapped. Yeah, uh, and I totally get it. Um, yeah, but uh, you know we're entertaining everybody who is uh, you know staying home and not staying home. So and so many of you have reached out to tell us how much you appreciated the content that uh, Matt and I have been providing for you uh, ever since this whole thing happened. Uh, you know, Matt and I adjusted doing this thing virtually, uh, and uh, you know I think that's been great. I think it's been a lot of fun 
to do it uh, virtually and uh, people are certainly enjoying it. And today hopefully is no different. And we entertain you as well with our top 10 SNL cast member movies. Matt and I were kicking around this t- uh, topic for this week. Uh, and uh, the King of Staten Island is coming out this weekend, uh, directed by Judd Apatow, but with Pete Davidson, who obviously is an SNL cast member. So uh, we kicked around some ideas and Matt suggested SNL cast member movies. And I thought we had done it before in mm. the five year history of the show. But according to a lot of uh, a couple of our pages that we trust the most, they went back and scoured through our episodes. And apparently we've never done it. And I am shocked that we've never done it. But seems like the right time to jump into it uh, this week for sure. And it could be the first ever instance because King of Staten Island comes out when we're recording this this weekend. Yes. But as people are hearing it, it's from the previous weekend because we get that suggestion a lot. Uh, Hey, why don't you do this and be like, well, that opened last weekend and we try and fork it. But it's such a weird time. It's like, well, why not? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Like the build up for if Tenet is still going to be the movie that releases that weekend, then go back to the type of normal routine that we're in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And right now, yeah, it just it feels like something we should have done, but I right. can't think of when we did it. Yeah. And two different people went back through our back catalog and just like, I don't see it anywhere. And uh, yeah, but it definitely feels like because you sent back, you're like, I don't know, type of like, I'm, I was on the same on my side going, I don't think we have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we opened up to cast member. Now, I texted you and I think you did the same thing of. If they're the lead of it, I only did one of their movies. Okay. Oh, uh, I think I only did it if they're the lead. That's the way I broke it down. I'm like, if they're in, if they're the lead of the okay. movie, then they qualify for my list, uh, and that's just for my list, obviously. And so, and then that's how I approached it. I tried to only take one individual as well. Yes. Yeah, I did that too. I just in that like, here's my this cast member's movie. Like of all of that individual's movies, right. This- one that I'm choosing. There were some discuss. There were some strong internal discussions for certain cast members, uh, uh, Matt, for sure. For me, at least, when I was compiling the list, there were about three or four cast members. I was like, well, now which is the one I want to watch the most versus? It? Well, but but this is the one that's like the better film. Um, yeah, but it's not necessarily a comedy. I had that conversation with myself as well. So it was a very very interesting uh list and i was surprised actually at my own list as uh, as i was like looking at it, i was like wow i really thought it was going to be all one thing but it actually isn't uh and so we'll see if the fans uh, throw rocks mm-hmm. at me or if they enjoy the list uh my list rather we'll see yeah i i erred on the side of comedy <laughs> right right well just because i was like you know you can choose any of these and they're known because they two of us initially as sketch performers right so to go on and have a successful comedic career after that is uh you know uh, but you can totally, you could go the other way. Yeah. I, I kind of did to kind of have a little fun with the list. So uh, I'm excited to get down to it and see where we land on, on some of these things um, overall. Mm-hmm. Are I you, know. Are, a, and there's yeah. so many different people to choose from too. Lord God. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's a few that I haven't seen. Like uh, there's a Taryn Gillum uh, one from two years ago or three years uh, ago. Is that the one with Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Gunther, I watched the trailer for it and I was like, you know what? That actually looks like a lot of fun. I uh-huh. seen it. I didn't know it existed until looking into this. Right. And I went through almost every cast member that had any kind of been in movies. Yeah. DB just to see, well, maybe I'm missing something. Right. Uh, um, that kind of looks interesting. Did you see that? I did. It's not. Uh, okay. That's and he's not. all, he's only in the film for four minutes, four and a half minutes. Oh, Schwarzenegger? Yeah, which I think is a massive 
let down the trailer in the movie. Then they use a minute and a half of that in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. I think Taron Killam is one of these guys who thinks he's at the <coughs> Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, whatever level, <coughs> but he really isn't. And so he likes to put himself as the lead in these movies, but nobody goes to see his movies. He doesn't have that. Like Sudeikis, like he thinks he's another Sudeikis. And Sudeikis, there's just something about him that I think separates him uh, in whatever role he's in from uh, other cast members. Uh, that, yeah. And it shows that he can actually lead a movie or play an ensemble part of a movie. And it's actually interesting to watch him. I think Taron's a funny guy and certainly had this great stuff on SNL. But I don't think he's got that that thing that makes people want to go run out and see a Taron Killam movie, you know? Yeah, I think Sudeikis is, to the average person, is more likable. Yeah, right. Well, so there's a confidence the, to him. There's an ease to him, you know? Sure. I'm, I'm not much of a Sudeikis fan. Right, right. Um, he's. I'm not saying he's not funny. It just right. there's so many different people on that show that you kind of gravitate towards. You At least I do. I, mm-hmm. I pick a couple, and those are my favorites. And then I like all these others when they, they pop in on the show and do sketches or they go on to movies and whatnot. Right. But, kind of always drawn towards like, I wish Bill Hader had more movies spelt because he's true. He is an all timer for me. That dude just gets me every, every single time. Yeah. Things that are played out, like doing a Pacino, he doesn't do the boisterous. He does the smarter, funnier everyday low tone Pacino. And he's like, you know, you're going to do that impression. That's the smartest way to do it at this point. Yeah. makes great choices. Just, TV is where he's blossomed by and large. Yeah. I think one of my favorite sketches of the last 20 years is him doing Pacino, checking the balance on his bank account. Oh, my God. Checking. Like all of that. It's like you you imagine Pacino would do it. Or Pacino has to do it. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is (laughs) – dude, Veep is one of the most – yeah. To be of all time. Of all time. Yeah, I don't disagree. Just rewatched it again. Catherine and I were both excited, and we can't wait for – We'll have to wait like another year, year and a half or something so all the jokes can land because it, it, I've tried to to get people to watch it that I think would like that type of humor. It's, you know, yeah. it's uh, basically it's akin to Deadwood at times in that it's vulgar Shakespeare and the cut downs. There's yeah. so pinpoint missile strike yeah. of Jesus Christ, you decimated that individual with three words. It's just brilliant. And it's not it's not always her. I mean, that's what's so great. When she gets caught out by other people, that's almost as fun as when she calls out other people. It's just brilliant, you know, Uh, like that Swedish lady that's always like (laughs) calling Uh her out or the congressman always comes in with that with his his version of a mini Jonah uh, comes in every time. Yeah, but a guy that's willing to take it. Yeah, Will, right, exactly. Will, what what are you like? And it's just like, I'm like a 12-year-old boy. Then it's just the heinous what comes out of his mouth it's fantastic man and you know it's very much on some level it's kind of like the british office with more jokes because it's comfortable at certain points and then the pressure release valve is the uh the joke itself but the british office does that to a degree where they'll be it's and then eventually they build to this and it's a hell of a release yeah uh but yeah there's there's a, a whole slew of snl cast members that blossomed on television and just their movies they uh, either were too busy working on TV or just, eh, you know, they, they never really popped off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah. And that's the shame of it. Cause I mean, like that's, that was the SNL curse for a while, but it feels like the last 20 years, I guess, again, the last two decades, it feels like there's been more successes mm-hmm. than failures. Uh, 
than there, there than there was like during the eighties and nineties. It seems like there's more failures in the eighties and nineties than there were than there were successes. So maybe, uh, maybe just maybe they they've got uh, this thing figured out a little bit. But someone yeah. like Keenan Thompson, like you, you're like he's leaving. Where do you go? Like I feel like you have to go on to a series, a TV series. I don't know if people will. be running out to see Keenan Thompson movies necessarily, even though he's incredibly talented uh, and he was damn good when he was on the show for so long. You know, um, ironically became a veteran cast member, like almost you know the Phil Hartman role almost uh, in the last wow. couple of years. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to be Daryl Hammond, who's now the announcer. <laughs> right, Daryl. There's another, you know, that just that's yeah. he's happy there and realized that the movies weren't coming and everything else. So just might as well get the, you know, he still gets to do whatever else he wants to do. There's a Netflix documentary about him, and I've always had my finger on the play button and never pressed it. Like I always just hover there and I go, Do I really want to watch a documentary on Daryl Hammond? Is he that kind of performer that I would need to watch a documentary? I don't know. He could be. He could be. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Someone like Keenan Thompson, like where hopefully he continues to work because yeah. I didn't watch what, what I saw of good burger was a show where the laughs are made for kids. Right. A right. Very specific type of acting style. And it's really over the top. And yeah. so when he was added to SNL, I was like, Oh really? That's interesting. And he has been, I mean, so good. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I go into a what's up with that hole. Like oh. I will absolutely go in for like 30 minutes and watch them. But even if I've seen him a hundred times, I just, it's so funny the way he, he does that. Well, character. It's, it's when his eyes sparkle. Yeah. Music. It's, it's looks so childlike every single time. <laughs> then he starts saying, Ooh, we just dance around. What's up with that? You know, that's uh, great. Absurd humor. The whole yes. thing. <laughs> cast members would come in like there's where i like sudeikis there's one where he comes in and he just does the robot for no yeah. reason yeah and uh he's always doing the run joe in that red uh red adidas track yeah. Suit. yeah the adidas <laughs> uh it's track suit is what yeah. just needs to be black uh, <laughs> it's perfect um oh yeah. i have something for you so uh a guy reached out i don't know if you saw the tweets on Twitter named Chris Holmstrom. Okay. 3D printed off like all kinds of stuff. And my guess is he was a just it's an it's a hobby he enjoyed, and B, he was looking for stuff to, to make. So okay. did a bunch of you know uh um logos and whatnot for shows that you're no longer currently affiliated with. <laughs> <laughs> that don't uh, exist anymore, you wait, mean. I'm he not sent currently me a, affiliated, they're no they don't exist yeah, anymore. Well, yeah. some of them don't exist, exactly. Um <laughs> And all kinds of stuff. Like he made me the one he sent me a long time ago was that for dropping dimes. That is awesome. Oh, dude, it's super thick. Holy shit! But he sent so I've got one. Oh, and it's a little plaid. So I get I've got you know you can have your choice of whatever uh, is in there. I'll I yeah. can send a picture. But Chris, these are they turned out really beautifully. Yeah, yeah. Send me a picture of everything. I'll, I'll definitely tell you what that is fantastic. Wow, Chris, thank you. I got to get a P.O. box, man. I got to get a P.O. box. Well, unfortunately, I don't think you can chip off that on all the others because it's <laughs> the box thing. So, but they, they are beautiful. He did them. I'll, just put, a, I'll just put up a marker through it, a black marker through it. Okay. Well, I'll send you a picture. You can have Sounds good. Like. There's a uh, NFL logo, an NBA logo. Wow. Um, awesome. A, yeah, okay. All kinds I, of different. I imagine ones. you'll take the NBA one. I'll take the NFL if you take the NBA one. If, if you'd like the NBA and the NFL, no, no. Dimes one is, 
I don't have much space in my house. Right, right, right. So I have to make a decision. Okay. It's this, and he made a bookmark, and I'll, I'll, I'll try the bookmark. Cool. Uh, well, I got I got room on the shelves. I got a new bookcase, so I got room on the shelves over there. Uh, I'd be fine. Um, cool. All right, well, uh, since we're done. Yeah, send, yeah, send me a picture. I love it. Um, all right, well, let's get into our list here. Matt, how does the show work? Uh, once we set a topic, we go our individual ways, create personal top ten lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. All right. Um, and uh, I thanks to everybody that helps us put these shows together. Joe Abara, Mike Shea, Kristen Smith, Matthew Hasso, and Chris Alexakos. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, you know, we got to birth this baby every week. And these, these people all help us uh, make that happen. I just want to say that before we get in. Uh, Cause I have a penchant to sometimes forget at the end at 10. So it's my 10 for a very specific reason, but 10, I chose Caddyshack. Oh, uh, that's a punt. That's a punt. Okay. Because it's an ensemble and not, no, neither of the two SNL guys are the lead is why it's 10. And it's That's 10. fair. That's fair. It's, it's the one sheet I have where he isn't the lead, but it's the one I prefer him in. So that's okay. the way I put it. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's your uh, nine? Nine is Tommy Boy. That's my nine. Yeah. Tommy Boy. I thought it'd be higher up. Uh, but as I was compiling this, I'm like, no, this is where it belongs. It's still. A- you s- yeah. It's because everybody else. Farley's filmography is basically this in Black Sheep. Yeah. And, and the ninja, Beverly Hills Ninja or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and then that, that one with Matthew Perry where they're Lewis and Clark. Yeah, to me, his filmography is this. That's it. It's this. I don't see it's anything this. else. Yeah. Black Sheep has a couple moments here and there, but overall, like it's it's not enjoyable to go back and rewatch. Right, right. Uh, um, so it's all Tommy Boy. He's too small of a part in Billy Madison for it to be his movie. So, yeah, absolutely. But I, I, this is... This is just still funny. I still quote it. I have a friend from college. Every time we get together, we'll just start throwing the lines. It'll just randomly happen organically between me and her. And we'll just roll for like five, 10 minutes doing lines at each other from the movie. Cause it's just so funny and it's a sweet movie. And yes, it's a road trip movie. We've seen it before many mm-hmm. times, but there's just, just a charm and a chemistry between him and between him and David Spade that really works. And Farley is such a, just such a vulnerable guy that you want to take care of and like and cheer for and support as you go along through the movie that that adds the extra charm. And of course, Rob Lowe and Bo Derek of all people being villains, just really brilliant on that, uh, on that front as well. And uh, I just, yeah, just a damn good move. And Aykroyd is great in his role as a, as the other, as the competition there. Um, Without a doubt. It's, it's a, it, it, may, it makes you, you know, lament the fact that he passed away so, young, you know, Belushi style, where it just you you live too full a life in too short a time. Let's put yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's I I wish we got more because Chris Farley was one of those guys where in that cast he was probably my favorite. Yeah, from that time. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, after yeah, Hartman was- left, yeah, I think you can make yeah. a case that he's your favorite. Yeah. Well, it's just it's it's Spade and Sandler, Kevin Nealon. I think uh, Mike Myers is still there. I think for the beginning of it, but yeah. Myers leaves and because I eventually think of it kind of like as Farley, Sandler, Spade, like those guys, a mm. different generation. Right, right. Might have been there for his first year or two or something, but then he left. Right. Like a little bit of a transition into, and of those guys, he's the one week in week out. Yeah. That 
can't wait to see whether it's going to be El Nino, <laughs> the Chippendales that dancers was, against that, Patrick Swayze. That's one of the best sketches of all time. I agree. I thoroughly agree. Uh, and the fact that Swayze was like, look, if this was on dancing moves alone, you would win this. <laughs> like Your moves, your moves are so sick. It's not even a question. I can't compete with you. I just happen to look better, but I'm envious of your moves. Uh, or the with Paul McCartney, the that one. Oh, the, the one time we, <laughs> since I didn't understand it the first time I saw it. It took me basically being older <laughs> to get how bad of an interview to set it up with Paul McCartney. You have this once in a lifetime opportunity, like you know, yeah. as the sketch is to interview Paul McCartney. <laughs> um, just he had so many of those. I mean, it's it's like it's trolling. <laughs> YouTube interviewers before YouTube interviewers were a thing. That's what I loved about it. Like when I go back and watch it now, it's stupid, stupid. You know, it's just so yeah. funny the things he does uh, throughout. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's cable access, uh, but you landed Paul McCartney. Yeah, but you got Paul McCartney somehow. <laughs> that kind of skill level and just the juxtaposition <laughs> of the two. It took me, yeah, it was years later. I was like, God, so brilliant. Oh, uh, it really is, man. It really is. I love his uh, the sketches he would do that were the film sketches, like the one where they're all like at a gay pool party uh, and they don't know they're at a gay oh, pool party. Oh, those shades flipping up in the Taylor. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He definitely got where he they him Sandler and Spade all dress up as women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lay off of me, I'm starving. I thought you were eating fries this week. (laughs) Yeah, they were the Gap Girls or whatever they were. Yeah, yeah. Lay off of me. Easily the best part of that. So that one line makes the sketch. The rest of it, I think, is utterly forgettable. (laughs) Yeah. We used to break people up all the time, too, with his his stuff on the show. So, yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. (laughs) But but in in the film, I mean... Spade's great too. I mean, I'll have what she's having or whatever, whatever he says. Uh, I like her idea. You know, when, when he's, she's talking about the, uh, the women coming along with their hot pants and whatever, the fat guy in a little coat, oh. mean, something that Farley was just, uh, like would eventually would get to the point where he'd start singing a take, <laughs> but the fat guy in a little, like it was a, something it was, I want to say it was something he did the night before they went to shoot. With oh, Producers and the producer told the director. The director put it in that, and the yeah. one we got was like the tenth take or the fifth. <laughs> deep in, once he started doing that little thing, so fat guy in little coat. <laughs> I've sung that to myself when I put on clothes before. <laughs> little coat. I like when he's like Richard. What did you do oh, with the door and everything after it's been his fault? And he's like, it, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Here or here, and it's, it's more here. Or the toupee? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Some of the best comedic acting. Oh, he's like, is that a nine? Did I hear a niner? Did you put a niner in there? And then when he's when he's like squirting, he's like, oh, I can actually hear you getting fatter. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just a oh. for Spade. That was, I think, yeah. you know. Uh, Anyway, so that was yeah. our nine. Yeah, yeah. What's your eight, man? Eight um, is MacGruber. Oh, all right. That's yours. That's all you, man. I, I just think <laughs> I, I didn't see it in the theater because I was like, there's no way this will ever work. Right. Going into it with that kind of judgment and a, a few points just dying laughing. 
And I think it's utterly rewatchable now more so than like I clipped off a couple of guys who have great filmographies. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I wanted to go with someone that was on the show longer or. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Airing on the side of comedy because that's the way I chose to look at this. Cause it, yeah. there's so many people to choose from. And I wanted to at least get somebody from the newer cast kind of in here. Plus you get Kristen Wiig. And that's how I also got Kristen Wiig on this list. Mm, smart. Smart. Because uh, I assumed you would have the other Kristen Wiig option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good uh, assumption. Yeah. And it's on my side list. I've got numerous on the honorable mentions. Yeah. But I, this is two birds, one stone. And uh, I think it's it's utterly fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just in the opening when he offers to suck Powers, Booth, uh, Powers Booth's dick. <laughs> Sets the tone for the movie so exquisitely. Uh, yeah, at that point, well, I think the last time we talked about it, I don't believe you had seen it yet. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It was on uh, Cinemax or Showtime uh, a couple of months ago, you know, because we've been self-isolating. And uh, so just sitting at home and uh, I finally watched I got about an hour into it. They gave it about an hour. And I was like, yeah, this is what I expected it to be. Uh, it's just not, it just doesn't, it's, and the sketch never really worked for me on SNL either. So, you know, I get the premise of the sketch. Certainly it's a funny premise, but I just, it just never worked for me. So I respect it. That being said, I enjoy Kilmer in the movie. I love Kilmer in that movie. Like he's so, made, he's such a great villain, man. It made Ryan Philippi likable to me. Ah, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never thought I would like Ryan Philippi in anything. He just seems like he's a dick. Yeah, he's got that kind of arrogant <laughs> approach to things, yeah. Yeah, whenever he plays the evil preppy from, you know, from money, but thinks somehow he earned it type. Yeah, of, right. Like he is the embodiment of that to me. Yeah. If school ties were made today, he'd have the Matt Damon, or not today, but in 2000 or 2002 yeah. or whatever his you know biggest run was, he yeah. would have been Matt Damon character. Mm-hmm. Good point. Absolutely. Yeah, so McGruber for me. It's, okay. it's just because I know the rewatchability is going to be high. Right, right. Um. Okay, so then uh, my number ten is uh, the Blues Brothers with uh, okay. Belushi and Aykroyd. I know that's not going to be on your list. I I love the movie. It just came out in four K actually, which I don't know why. I don't know why that movie's in four K or who commissioned that, but it just came out in four K. I hesitate to buy it because I kind of like the grainy nature of the original of it. It makes it feel of its time, and so I don't yeah. want a cleaned up, souped up version of this movie. And uh, I, I still love it. I know every damn song in that movie backwards and forwards. I still will go on to um, YouTube every once in a while, put that laptop on my chest and just watch the songs. I mean, I love the James Brown song, the Aretha Franklin song, uh, the two songs, the blues brothers sing many, the moocher that uh, Cap Calloway does. Plus I just enjoy the jokes throughout and their chemistry and the way they're playing Charles Napier for a fool and everything throughout it. Uh, and the weird scenes in the movie, like when they're visiting the penguin, their, their, uh, their former uh, nun at their orphanage. And she just has this weird kind of angle, which is very exorcist like uh, all of it. I just kind of enjoy from top to bottom. And then of course, Frank Oz and Spielberg doing their cameos, and John Candy in this thing and the insane car chases, uh, the Ku Klux Klan that they make fun of throughout the movie. So just all around, I just, I still love the movie, man. It still works for me. And I, and I, I just disappear into it. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, as much as I wanted to put Animal House on here for Belushi, I, I think it's the, I think now in retrospect it's a problematic movie. So for me, I, I, I choose Blue, Blues Brothers of the ones that he's done. It's Blues Brothers is the one for me. So uh, okay, yeah. If I got to choose between the two, I choose Animal House. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've never liked Blues yeah. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so we said nine was Tommy Boy, and number eight is kind of an interesting. Number eight is Punch Drunk Love for me. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, because it's a Sandler film, but you know, as, as much as I enjoy Big Daddy, and I love The Wedding Singer, uh, and you know, and Billy Madison's fine, Happy Madison's fine. Punch Drunk Love is like next level shit, man. This is Paul Thomas Anderson and Adam Sandler really bringing it with a guy who is clearly on the spectrum, who has issues with his anger, issues with his mental health, uh, meets a, uh, Emily, Emily, uh, uh, oh, sorry, Emma Watson's character and has to like make it work with her. Is it, or is it Emily Watson? I always forget. I get those two confused. Emily Watson. I think it is Emily Watson. Yeah. It meets her. And then she kind of yeah. has an introverted thing. So she's a little bit on the spectrum as well. And they kind of find a way to make it work through this madness of Philip Seymour Hoffman intimidating him because one night when Sandler was really lonely, he called a phone sex line, had his card stolen and they charged a bunch of money to his card. So a subplot of the movie is him trying to get his money back from Phyllis Seymour Hoffman while he's also pursuing this romance uh, with Emily Watson and not trying to fuck it up. And when those things, when they think those things cross over, it's a pretty hardcore movie. Uh, you know, they survive a car accident. They're, they're yeah. essentially trying to kill them uh, or at least d- damage them in, in, a, in a bad way physically. So overall, I think the film is just fantastic. And uh, I think of all the things I could have put on here for talking about SNL, we didn't say comedies, we said movies. I thought yeah, it we did. served uh, a ranking here for my opinion. I, yeah, I took one non-comedic, which we'll get to in a second. Okay. Gems was going to be my choice for Sandler. Oh, that's actually a damn good choice too, bro. Okay. I, I just, because of his comedy, they either go from, it's not my, it's not for me to, oh, that's a good one. But none of them really break into one of my favorite comedies of all time. Right, 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 right. They're all like varying degrees of enjoyable to me. Yeah. Uh, whereas if this was 20 years ago, Billy Madison probably would have made my list because of the stupidity of it. But now watching this adult, it's just like, yeah, there's a couple of jokes here and there. Yeah. But overall, it's just like, you know, it was of the time type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uncut Jumps, though. I hadn't thought of that. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. I thought about Punch Drunk Love and Uncut. And Uncut was like, I think I like Uncut now better. Yeah. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, it's actually a good choice. I might have I might have made the switch if I'd remembered that. Oh, well, but either way, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it being where it is. Yeah. No, Punch Drunk Love is great. I love the scene when he shows up to confront Hoffman at the end. And Hoffman <laughs> is just blustering over the top. And then when he gets confronted with real, you know, resistance. He cowers like, oh yeah, yeah, you better leave, type of thing. What uh, was that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was watching uh, MI three again, man. Uh, and dude, Hoffman is a great, great villain. Even in Punch Drunk Love, he's still a villain. He's an asshole, but he's a villain. Mm-hmm. And in MI three, he's just a pure villain. He is so good at it because he seems unstoppable. And he seems like a battering ram that will just beat you into submission yeah. verbally, if not physically. Uh, and I love it when he gets to kind of spread that villain wing a little bit. And in, in Punch the Glove, he's so menacing up until that moment. You're right. Because in that moment, he's ready to uh, totally belittle Sandler. But Sandler mm-hmm. is so pure in his approach that he knows he's got no shot here. Yeah, yeah, he's determined. He doesn't care if he loses. Right. So it's that lack of fear anymore that... Hoffman can recognize yeah. rightly backs off of because he's not willing to put the same stakes on it. Yeah. And that line is great. You know, I have a love that you, that gives me strength. I was like, yeah. Oh yes. I'm so good. Uh, all right. Anyway, what's your uh, seven, man? Uh, my seven is, so it's, I think it's the only serious quote unquote movie on my okay. list. Uh, and I went with Endgame for Downey Jr. 
okay. He All was right. a cast member. Yes, 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 yes. He was. And I chose Endgame because it's also like, look, he went from SNL for a very short run mm-hmm. along with, it was like a weird kind of year to go from that to being one of Hollywood's most all-time bankable stars. Yeah. Created an entire industry within cinema. And I chose Endgame because ultimately, you know, it's him landing that movie with the I Am Iron Man. That is mm-hmm. the and then we have you know the funeral thereafter and the cap stuff, but he has been the linchpin that held all of this together. Yep. So that's that's why I chose Endgame. And I was like, you know what, an SNL guy who's kind of thrown in the mix. It was a weird time. Like who knows what any of these guys and not right from that time. Not many of them went off to do have much of a movie career. Mm-hmm. Got one of the biggest stars in the entire world. It's really impressive. I don't disagree with you. It's a great choice. Um... And he might pop up again on this list. Who knows? But it's a great choice huh? for Endgame. I respect that choice. And you're right. That is like, I mean, it's a three-hour opus. He is incredible throughout the movie. He is so integral to that movie happening and everything happening. Um, and he's got an interesting journey because, you know, he's got more He's got more to lose. For once, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to participate in the battle. Throughout everything, every other MCU movie, he wants in on the battle uh, but in this movie, he has to be talked into it. And when he finally does, it's for the ultimate sacrifice. And damn, if it isn't worth it. Damn, mm-hmm. if it is worth it. Dude. Yeah, I came close to just choosing Iron Man for the same mm-hmm. reason. Like this what started it. Here's what ended it. Right. The, I think I'll watch Endgame more than I will Iron Man. That's a fair point, man. All right, what's your six? Uh, my six is, this was, this was tough to me. Okay. I can't believe... One of his ranked this low, but what about Bob for Bill Murray? Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Because um, I want to go more comedy. I was trying to err on the side of comedy. Right. Uh, what about Bob is just fantastic. It's tough for me to en- envision another actor, another comedic actor being able to pull off that part. And the back and forth that he has with Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Is, it's perfect. Richard Dreyfus gets to play basically just what he does well. And then Bill Murray is a puppy dog in essence, just bouncing up against Richard Dreyfus blustering over the top. Doesn't like anything out of order kind of uh, OCD that he's got on some level. Uh, yeah. And it's so many quotable lines. I've actually made friends from that movie. Oh, okay. Well, I just offhandedly once said, I sail like way, way far away from the dock underneath my breath. It, it mimicked what somebody else was saying and it made what is now a friend of mine start laughing. And he did it right back to me. He's like, I'm a sailor. And instantly you just know, Boom, we have we have that kind of kinship. Right. Uh, and we've been friends now for like over a decade. Uh, and I think it was like the first time we just started shooting the shit thereafter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's got a special place. Uh, you could choose a lot from Bill Murray, and I I'm you perhaps you have another of his on your list. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Uh yeah, it's a great choice. Uh I, I I know a lot of people like that movie. I enjoy that movie for sure. Uh, Richard Dreyfus is peak Richard Dreyfuss, finicky, uh, mm-hmm. frustrated, angry, all that. Uh, and then, of course, having to be talked down eventually by his whole family and Bob and, and kind of learn his lesson. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Absolutely. So that was your six. That is my six. Okay. Okay. Uh, so then my seven is uh, Bridesmaids, which is the one you uh, were mentioning earlier, the Kristen Wiig choice. I know that's not going to be on your list, but watched it again the other day. God damn, I still love that. I love that movie. It's so, so funny. And it's mm-hmm. sweet, you know, the 
the fact that her journey is not some something you normally see in these kinds of movies. She is really like broke, living with her mom, struggling with her life, and she's angry. Like she's angry. Yeah. Uh, and so I love that um, because I think a lot of people have experienced that in their lives when they're not succeeding at what they want to do. And it's so much easier to just curl up into the ball, think you're a loser and never climb out. Right. But so many people in her life throughout the movie want to drag her out of it. But she has to make the decision to finally make the change. And when it happens, I think it's warranted because she has that huge blow up at the at the, uh, <laughs> at the uh, uh, bachelorette party or whatever it is, the shower. And it's yeah. brilliant. I mean, just seeing skinny little Kristen all over that backyard, trying to push the chocolate fountain, the concrete and punching the cookie. All of it is just so awkwardly brilliant. Um, and her storming out and everything like that. But, but she's also, it's also a lesson for anybody who's watching it going like, her little comments that she's making, she seriously has a strong, uh, um, I don't know, strong underlying bitterness about what she sees her friend doing and succeeding. And she gets yeah. mad at her friend because she's like, this is shit we would have made fun of in the past. And it's like, yeah, she's moved on from that kind of stuff because you made fun of it to feel superior to it. But in fact, look at you now and look at her now. She mm -hmm. got past that because the bitterness really doesn't bring you anything but a, but a sad ending most of the time. And so yeah. like have to eventually embrace the positivity, believe in yourself and fight for those things. And of course there's great comedy and that great love story or not love story, but great uh, dating story, relationship story with Chris O'Dowd and John Hamm is funny and the chemistry mm -hmm. with her and all the ladies in there is just great. And so overall, I, I just enjoy the movie uh, just top to bottom. Uh, again, I saw it again the other day and it just hell of a, hell of a good movie. So that's why it's seven. Yeah. That scene where she's in the car trying to get a ticket. <laughs> That's the best scene to me. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, I wanted Kristen Wiig to make it because uh, her and I wish Kate McKinnon, I hope Kate McKinnon gets overrun because she's yeah. the best. Yeah. Uh, but so far her movies have been like, eh. Yeah. Not, like the new Ghostbusters. I didn't dislike it. Um, it's okay. It's okay. It's yeah. fine. Everybody's shitting on it before they saw it and all that. And the, right. Most downvotes in YouTube history or made a run for it. Right. Just like, yeah, that's a little too much. I thought The Spy Who Dumped Me was okay. I thought that was actually yeah. enjoyable. Not great, but enjoyable. But yeah, somewhere there's a good movie waiting for her to really show what she can do. And maybe it's a drama, bro. I mean, it's certainly possible that she could do a, a drama. So uh, I would like to see that myself personally. Um, all right. So then my number six is uh, the punt from earlier. That's Caddyshack uh, for okay. Chad. That's my Chevy in, in, in Storm. And you're right. It's, he's not the lead in the movie, obviously, because that's Michael O'Keefe, I think the actor's name is. Uh, but uh, I just I like him in this movie so much. This is where the deadpan Chevy Chase works the best for me, uh, mm -hmm. more than Fletch. I mean, the little – all this, the little shots at Danny, little shots at, uh, at Rodney, the shots at Ted Knight uh, all throughout, and then him seducing the woman and everything like that. All of it just works so well for me. Um, and so I enjoy him in the movie a lot. And I like the movie and the movie is great. Oh, Jesus Christ. The movie is so funny. Still funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, and still works for me all, all the time. Oh, and the, when he has, he doesn't have any, uh, you know, drinks that aren't opened. So he acts like the, the bottle cap is on it when he takes it to that girl and it just comes off. So he's like, Oh, kind of look, look at that. Just great little physical comedy from, I was yeah. to love you. What is it? But it, it works because it comes in very specific spots, just like the yeah. Bill Murray character 
if the, the whole movie revolved around him, yeah, it would not work. But he comes in for these stupid parts. And it shows you how it takes a very specific person to pull that off. Because in Caddyshack 2, when Dan Aykroyd is doing some weird high-voiced thing, it looks so ridiculous. It's stupid and forced. And you're yeah. just like, this is dumb. All around. That, oh, the Caddyshack When too. Jackie Mason is out-acting you, that's bad. Yeah, it is bad. That is and bad. Jackie Mason is out acting Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd can do it. We've seen him do it, you know, before. Right. I want my girl driving Miss Daisy, uh, Gross Point Blank. Like, yeah. Dude, dude uh, Gross was close. Gross was close. If Dan had been a stronger part of that movie, that Gross Point Blank might have snuck onto the list because I, I do love that movie. Yeah, but his part is so tiny. It is. It is. And same thing with Joan Cusack, who was also on SNL for a year as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I looked for Joan, like in and out was just on the edges in and out was like on the edges of making it uh, as well for me. I, I like that movie a lot too. Yeah. I only uh, did the two ensembles, Caddyshack and Endgame. Yeah. Just like star vehicle. Cause that's a, you know, that's a tougher bar to clear. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we're at our, we're about to enter our top five, so we should take a quick break, Matt, and uh, hear from our sponsors. Uh, for those of you listening to us, on the podcast feed. And uh, for those who you who are watching us on YouTube, uh, just look at our uh, pretty faces right now. All right. So uh, start us off, man, man. What's uh, what's your number five? My five is uh, three amigos. That's all you, Bob. That's all. Because you. Oof. I was trying to, to spread the love around. Yeah. Yeah. So for me in this one, you got Steve Martin who hosted SNL 14 times, I believe, but then Martin short, who was a cast member. Yes. Martin short was. Yep. Uh, and you got Chevy on top of that. So it's like, basically this is one of the most SNL movies. True. That you could ever choose. And yeah, I, I can't, you know, I can't believe it didn't even merit thought in your head. That's how much you dismissed it. I love this movie. I know. I know. I, I'll tell you something off my, I'll tell you something, uh, uh, as I was, uh, discussed, cause I always like to discuss our top 10 list with my, with my friends on the geek buddies, Michael and Shannon, we like to have back and forth and hear their thoughts. And, and this one almost destroyed the geek buddies. Like they, we got into this like 30, 45 minute text battle about the movie because I, I just don't get why people, here's another, like, you know, I don't get why people love this movie. It's such simple humor. Uh, it's no, is this one coming out so well? Let me ask you a question. So is, well. Is this coming out, this episode coming out after we just did our the topic that we recorded today? No, it comes out before. Okay. All right. So then all I'll say is this. This is another one. This is a movie that I just don't get. I put it in the I put it in the clue box. I put it in the Goonies box. These are the movies that I just don't understand why people love them so much as they do. I watch this film and I go, this is like easy, boring humor. Does done nothing for me. But people so, love it. Yeah. So good. God, God, just can't get their attention. So good. Oh, hardy, 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 hardy. The fucking oh, there's a million, a million. What's a plethora? Plethora. I realize, Hefe, I am not as smart as you. <laughs> Just so stupid. We came to to rape the bushes and pillage the women. Yes. What? What? Yeah. Step back. The male ball. It's a male plane. Why? It's got little balls. I didn't until I was older. I saw this thing in the theater. I yeah. They just cram so many jokes in over and over and over again. That's what I appreciate. And it's all the strong suits of of each individual. Yeah. Um, they're all doing what they do best. I think it's it's just perfect. Yeah. And that that song they sing to uh, Martin Short. 
at night. Oh, yeah. My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. And they're doing little dances around because previously two guys had come in and said, my German friends are going to show up. You need to cheat res- with respect. And they killed, I believe, killed somebody in it. Yeah. They show up and it's not the two Germans. So everybody's like, <laughs> back on their heels. Oh, they recognize us. Settled, you know, it's kind of one of those we're big, infamous. It's like the extra famous. I can't remember that specific line. Dude, it's just so good. It's got yeah. a points. I know people love it. Five. Uh, here's my down to junior installment. That's Iron Man uh, for five. Okay. And I chose this one. I know Endgame's a great choice, Matt. I, I chose this one because it is singularly his movie. Uh, and it is the foundation from which the MCU stems from. So I think it deserves uh, uh, consideration and merits being on my list, uh, at least for this uh, particular top 10 episode. And he's so good in it. And it's the rebirth of Robert Downey Jr. Yes, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was there in consideration for me as well. Uh, but in the end, I went with this one because of the impact of this movie more than anything else. And uh, look, he's good in a lot of Obviously, he's good Chaplin. He's good in less than zero. Mm-hmm. He's good in so many films. Tropic Thunder was almost on the list for his uh, Lincoln Osiris character. But I think this one is the one that merits a conversation on my end because I think he's just so good in it. And uh, it is the it is the moment that everyone went, oh, shit, this guy is really a movie star now. He is absolutely a movie star. And uh, I remember reading articles before the movie came out and he had said, like, you know, all my fellow actors who have been enjoying the life because I couldn't figure my stuff out, you're all on notice because I'm back and I'm coming to take everything you have. And I was just, like, shocked at an actor who turned this into a competition of sorts. And so when he came out with Iron Man, I was like, oh, he's putting his uh, money where his mouth is. I respect yeah. it. Uh, and from there, you know, has created all these uh, – has created the great character of Tony Stark – in the MCU. So for me, that's why I put it at number, uh, number five. Um, yeah, I know I said that not a thing, but I was like, ah, for me, it was in game or Iron Man, but as a singular, like where he is the lead, yeah. actually like the Sherlock Holmes, I think better than the Iron Man series. Okay. Uh, I still like the first one, but two and three are just, they're good to, I don't enjoy it all type of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean Iron Man two and three? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like three. I don't like two, uh, but I get what you're saying. Absolutely. Whereas, whereas Sherlock Holmes, you can go with Sherlock Holmes or Game of Shadows. They're both equally as good for different reasons. Uh, I think I like Game of Shadows better. Yeah, a lot of people do. Uh, I went back and watched uh, Sherlock Holmes because I was trying to convince Lindley. She she hates it. She hates it. And she, she'll never get past what's-his-face, Cumberbatch. She's yeah, Cumberbatch. Her. She loves him. Uh, but I, I went back and watched it without her because she just went to the other room and I just didn't keep watching. And I was like, this is actually f- damn fun. Uh, but it the is. second one, the Moriarty aspect of it all with Jared Harris is really, really good. I know. You can just tell they're building to like an epic third one to close this out with Moriarty's oh. back. Yeah. And, uh, I think it builds really nicely. You get a darker um, tone. And I think they also, by taking Rachel McAdams out. Yeah. I think it works a little bit more successfully. It's nothing against her. She's awesome. It's just her character in the first one was good, but I think the back and forth between Holmes and Watson is what we all tuned in for. Yeah. Uh, just because it's what it's almost always been. Right. Right. Uh, um, anyway, so that was your five? Yeah. What's your four? Uh, my four is this is Spinal Tap. Okay. For Christopher Guest? For Christopher Guest and uh, McKeon, because McKeon was. Oh, yeah. Michael McKeon. Yes, he was. Yeah. 
and Harry Shearer was as well. Mm-hmm. Certainly. So you, you got all three of them. And uh, this is Spinal Tap is another one where I can't believe this movie didn't exist before it existed because. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a mockumentary. And then now, thanks to all the documentaries and behind the music and all that, so many different bands having stories akin to this is Spinal Tap. And then other ones talking about like now looking back, that movie is incredibly accurate for as dumb as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a story like that and I know somebody else in this band or was in this group or whatever the case is, has a story like that. Right. And, uh, I, I know of two or three people that have, uh, like the getting lost on the way to the stage. I've yeah. never had remotely like that, but I've got one friend in particular, he was out on the road with dice and, uh, it's the guy that I do the other podcast with and they were and walked around camera, which casino it was in Vegas. And the dude got lost and they just kept, and Dice eventually was like, how long have you worked here? Like, this is so long. And they just kept, he's like, it's right through this door. And they go through this door and they get to the area and be like, this doesn't look familiar. And they just, they got lost for a while inside the casino. But underneath what the public can't see, it's this huge maze. It's, a, it's not quite Disney World-esque, but it's the complete second city that lives underneath where the kitchens are and laundromat and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, but it's got so many jokes just yeah. over and over and over again. That oh. if, if you have any affinity towards bands or tour stories or all that, then you'll enjoy it on top of the comedy in and of itself. Yeah. The Stonehenge thing is brilliant. It is. The turning yeah. up to an amplifier to turn to 11. Yeah. Harry Shearer getting caught in the cuckoo thing. And then as the song ends, it finally opens up and he comes out, you know, yeah. Ronnie James Dio, the horns up salute type of thing. <laughs> um, putting, for some reason, a cucumber wrapped in tinfoil. To make his schwanz look bigger. Yeah, yeah. But not thinking about the fact that the tinfoil would set off the metal detector. <laughs> the blacker than black, like they want to black out. Yeah, it's blacker than black. Uh, I like Paul Shearer turn around and goes, just kick my ass. Just kick me in the ass. Just go ahead and kick me in the ass. Uh, Fran Drescher is funny in the thing. Yeah, uh, Billy Crystal in a small part. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant stuff, man. Um, all right, so then my number four is uh, When Harry Met Sally for Billy Crystal. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a great film, man. It still holds up. It's the number one rom-com. I don't care what anyone says. It's the diehard of rom-coms. It's just number one. It's what everything is compared to. It's so brilliantly written, so well-directed. It's Billy before he becomes, you know, old Billy, uh, and he's still smart and sharp and uh vibrant and just aggressive like he can be aggressive and people forget that about billy in the 80s man he played some aggressive roles in the 80s uh before he got all you know domesticated and shit in the 90s and in the 2000s he could be on edge and so i like that there's still an element of that in billy when he's yelling at uh you know when he has the fight with the meg ryan later on in the film and also his frustration in the whole situation and then when he comes back and delivers one of the greatest monologues ever in a rom-com Telling her how, telling uh, Meg Ryan how much he loves her and why, and specifically why. So good. Plus the soundtrack and the classic Sinatra shit and Harry Connick Jr. Just all of it. It's just such a well directed film. Um, and there isn't a time where I'm not like flipping and it comes on that I'm just like I'm. I don't think I've, I don't feel like watching it. I will always watch at least okay. 20 minutes. Bruno Kirby's great. Yeah, Carrie Fisher. Just yeah, Daniel all. Stern. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that's City Slickers. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, but Kirby was in City Slickers and in uh, in uh, in uh, yeah. yeah yeah. So all around, just fantastic. Rob Reiner, Nora Ephron, 
at the top of their games. Uh, and uh, I, just, I just love it. It's my favorite uh, Billy Crystal film, I think. Yeah, that was a tough, a tough cut of yeah. Billy off. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was like City Slickers or Monsters, Inc. Or Right, right. Yeah. Monsters, Inc. Yeah, quite a few. But it's like, ah, that's a good one, too. Um, Amy Poehler was the same way for me. For, I don't yeah. know on your list. I couldn't. I mean, I like Baby Mama, but not for a top 10. Like, it's just Inside not- Out. Oh, yeah. Inside Out would have been great. Yeah, sure, sure. That would be the one. But it's just like, well, yeah, but then. But if you look at this other one, he's got four or five. Yeah, right. Who have one or two. Just like, I don't. But I, I did have Will Forte from MacGruber. But it was. Yeah. Because that movie was like, wow, that one I know I'll be rewatching over and over and over again. Ultimately, for however long I live, I'll be seeing that numerous times. Yeah, right, right. Um, uh, all right, what's number three? Uh, three is Anchorman. Oh, that's my number two. So yeah, right. Uh, uh, huh? I said perfect timing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's it's uh, uh you, you said it first. Go ahead, my man. Oh, um, I mean, look, Will Ferrell's got numerous that could make a list. Uh, this is my favorite of Will Ferrell's. It's yeah. it's amazing the amount of absurdity, and yet it somehow all works. It's like yeah. a of random scenes that they strung together and have you seen all of the deleted stuff that they took out oh my god it takes man. a completely different turn it's like an utterly different movie it's amazing that they had this much footage to cobble together to yes. do this one because the other one doesn't seem near as good right um and everybody in it will ferrell allows them like you know paul rudd and steve carell and keckner and christina applegate and fred willard and Everybody, Jack Black in a tiny little part. Yep. They're all allowed to to base, you know, bring whatever they can. And it's not, he's never trying to outshine. It's always perfectly balanced. Yep. Uh, between whoever needs to be the lead of this specific scene. It's, yeah, uh, David Keckner gets his chance to sign. Paul Rudd gets his chance to shine. Vince Vaughn gets his chance to sign. Even in those mini fights, uh, Tim Robbins gets his moments. Uh, Luke Wilson gets his moments. Like, Eris, you're so right, Matt. He's very generous. And, of course, Christina Applegate, obviously. But he's very generous at, at seeding the spotlight in certain scenes. Because uh, it's it's funny because he's this guy who's, who is literally, an, you know, an idiot, kind of. And yeah. uh, yet somehow, no matter how much everybody makes fun of him, you still cheer for him. You still want him to succeed. And not from a place of an underdog place, but rather because you actually do like this guy. And you want him to figure it out. Um, even though he's a misogynist, he's a bit of a jerk. Uh, I mean, I mean, calling her and saying she's pregnant, so she, she has to leave the, the state. I mean, like all of that stuff he does is terrible, but it's all because this is all he knows. And he's so yeah. scared to lose it. Um, uh, it. It adds to the humor. And then when he finally comes around, you know, it's a great little scene in the, in the bear pit, which is so funny. So, yeah. And he's a misogynist because that's what society has always been. Right. Right. Like upsetting the natural order doesn't make sense to him because he's always existed in this other one. Right. The change that he fears and ultimately he comes to embrace that because he falls in love with Corningstone. Right. Sees her for who she is and she falls in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got a ton of heart. There's a yeah. you know so many different it, how good it is is I've watched the audition. Yeah. Uh, tapes of the people that got the parts and then those that didn't yeah. see uh, like Rain Wilson and Seth Rogen and all these individuals read for tons of different parts. 
Yeah. It's like, wow, that would have been a completely different movie. Like, that's crazy. It's so good that whenever they pull out Ron Burgundy for anything, I have to watch it. Like when he does, when he did that ESPN, that 70s ESPN, I'm just like, this is brilliant. Like all of it is just super funny. And I think they pulled him out recently for something. He came in and did Burgundy again recently for something. And it was pinpoint uh, humor, just pinpoint humor. Very funny. Did uh, you? And to the point. Yeah. Did you listen to his podcast? No, that's the next thing I need to do is subscribe to that and listen to those episodes. I had no idea he'd done one. And then like a few months ago, someone mentioned off Hanley. I was like, what? And it was, yeah, he does a podcast as Ron Berg. He goes, get the fuck out of here. That's brilliant. So, yeah, I'm going to have yeah, to take a look at that. But, uh, well, it's one of those that as soon as he put it out, like the, the awards they give away for podcasting, which there's several hundred thousand podcasts now. So giving yeah. an award is utterly stupid. Right. Uh, we would happily take it. I mean, please. Would, as would anybody. Yeah. Uh, just because it might, you know, attract more listeners and, you know, engage more people. And But as soon as like him and Conan put out podcasts and suddenly it's like the podcasting game has changed. Here comes new comedy podcast and be like, yeah, but their numbers, 332,000 and 300, you know, 47. Right. Uh, it's been around for a while. Everybody else laid the groundwork. And I'm not taking away from them. They're fantastic performers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, Anchorman, it's all time. So what do you got at three? Uh, three is uh, Ghostbusters. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, didn't make your list? No. That ghost! Wow. <laughs> Strong statement there. I, look, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, I, I, I like the movie. I enjoy it. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, one you, once again, eminently quotable, still holds up, still funny. Um, what they explore in the film is still funny. That is Venkman a little troublesome nowadays when you look at it. Yes. Yes, he is. But, you know, it's Bill Murray. And so Bill Murray's beloved and you let him get away with it a little bit in your mind because you've got Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis who are. Uh, you know, Ray and Egon, who are a little more of the level-headed thinkers about the situation and not caught up with following their uh, libido necessarily. And so, and then you throw in wow. Annie Potts and great Rick Moranis. And uh, what was that? Oh, yeah, you've got the the, the ghost blowjob scene. Yeah, I was going to say, Dan Aykroyd has the weirdest scene. happening, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He gets a blowjob from a ghost. Yeah, but that's in his head, isn't it? It's a dream, isn't it? It's not real, is it? I, I don't know. I think don't they insinuate that it's it might have been real? Like it's not concrete one way or the other. It's inception. It's like did did that happen or did that happen? Oh, I just see him spin his totem. I just see him spin his totem, maybe. But you get Annie Potts, you get Rick Moranis, Sigourney Weaver, just all around, just fantastic stuff. And the way it's, Ivan Wright does a great job shooting the film, and then just that ending is so so huge. And you don't expect like it's, yeah. it's pitched as like just fun comedy, and then all of a sudden that ending becomes like this massive battle between uh demons and humans on earth and it's like oh okay we were leading to this the whole time holy shit the stay puff marshmallow man all right let's do it so it's just inventive incredibly inventive and funny from top to bottom so that's why i had to put it on the list uh but yeah. i but, uh, i don't think it's number i don't for me it's not number one or number two i had to put it at three because was, uh, the other two i just enjoy more and watch more in my mind so and i think you know look at the remake which we brought up earlier. Yeah. Everybody attacked it. Knives were out after its announcement. That's yeah. how beloved the movie is. Yeah. Yeah. True. I, I know I'm in a distinct mode. I like the movie, but comedically, like if I'm going to favor comedies, 
A, I've already got Murray and Chase on my li- uh, Murray on my list a couple times. Right. Uh, and uh, so it's like, you know, it, it's, it's fine with me. It's got certain comedic moments for me, but. Right. I don't know. I know. It's never been your best. Fully your best. I get it. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I loved it as yeah. a kid. I watched the cartoon. I had the toys. I saw that thing in the theater and I was so excited. And I was jealous that a friend of mine got the action figures because he got sick right before it came out. So he had to go to the doctor a bunch and all that stuff. So his parents reward him with like, you know what? Let's just go to the toy store and you can get whatever you wanted to. And he got the car, that little, uh, the convert- and, and like all the different, all four of the ghostbusters and all that. I was jealous as could be because I loved it too. And then the, the freaking you know, the Saturday morning cartoon I watched every week and yeah. But going back and we watched it like it's a sci-fi movie to me before it's a comedic movie. Fair. Okay. But I know I'm alone and I've gotten attacked for this opinion on this show in the past. And that's fine. If you want to attack, hit me up on Twitter at Madnost. There you I, go. I'm happy to have you call me an idiot over there. I don't care because <laughs> I don't agree with you. Uh, okay. It's got it's got it's got some jokes, but it's it's, it's more a sci-fi movie than it is actual comedy just because it has comedic actors and it doesn't automatically make it a comedy. You're pulling, you're pulling a sheet Wallace. Both teams played hard, man. Both teams played hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's got some jokes. It's got some jokes. It's, it's got some jokes. All right. What should do? What should do? Two is uh, coming to America. Oh, that's my one. Are you insane? You're an insane what? person. Insane. No. You already know what my number one's going to be. I thought for sure Eddie would supplant that. I'm shocked. All right. Listen, uh, my explanation as to why on Topic Thunder coming up this Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, this one, yeah. yeah, coming to my America. top three was a no brainer. It's like bing, bing, bing. Yeah. That part of the list is done. Uh, yeah, coming. I mean, there's so many good Eddies to choose from. Yeah, there really are. And this one, I know somebody reached out to us and we we're like, yeah, hey, I watched on your recommendation. Maybe it's kind of an of a time. And I was like, wow, to me, that one is going to be timeless yeah yeah uh but perhaps it is of a time i don't know i thought that was i've heard the arguments matt that beverly hills cop is starting to supplant it as the one that's that holds up the most and i'm like you're insane you're all insane the jokes are so perfectly done throughout the movie Uh, what do you joke for joke though there's more in coming to america yes yes yeah beverly hills cop is is lethal weapon with with jokes yeah yeah more an action movie than it is a comedy right uh, yeah. So coming to America, it's just it's so over the top. It's his most successful. I'm gonna play numerous characters in the same scene. Yep. He pulls off the old uh, Jewish guy and the barber, and you got Arsenio playing, uh, you know, character uh by himself Man. on top of the normal characters that they're playing within the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just over and over and over again, joke after joke after joke. Solid story set up. Yeah. Heart of it too is what resonates. Yeah, because it's about him going like, I don't want to. I want to find love. Yeah, I don't want to marry someone because you tell me how to marry him. I, I want to find someone I actually love to marry. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about for me, you know? And and then like his pursuit of it. And it's, it's so funny. Well, let's get, go to Queens. That makes the most sense in the world. Go find Queens. And luckily he happened to find someone. And the way he's willing to play lower status throughout the movie when in the presence of the people he's trying to woo it's the most mature eddie uh comedy of that block of time you know and 
it's the first glimpse that this guy is progressing past, you know, the, the giggling smart ass guy from Beverly Hills cop and trading places. This is, and 48 hours, this is like a more serious Eddie, more mature Eddie. And the way he plays the Lord and the way he's upset when his, his, uh, um, attempt to win her is going to get overturned by Arsenio when Arsenio sold him out and his family is coming to see him. All of that, uh, Eddie is, he plays it so well. And when he's winning her back and telling her why he did what he did, he's just like, damn, this, this guy can act like he can legitimately act. That's what I enjoy about the movie as well. It's got for all the jokes and the funny stuff and the different characters that he plays, which also shows he can act. It's the, it's the, the way he plays those emotional beats so perfectly that, and honestly that you enjoy watching in the movie and kind of takes it to the next level for me, at least. Yeah. Well, I think it, it, up until that point, we hadn't seen him do the scenes where like he's mopping with the bucket. Yeah. So he looks like an idiot and he's yeah. trying, normally he is projecting confidence and he knows what to do in every scene. Right. Right. You know, when you think of Akeem, think of trash. Just <laughs> say in that moment, but he's just trying to over, yeah, and not even like a, a, a just to get to know her, right? Overtly, like I want to sleep with you, uh, kind of way, just trying right. to get pants. Like I am genuinely curious as to who you are and what makes you tick and all that stuff, right? Uh, yeah, you see it, like you know, when he's in the swing with her and he just has perfect posture, right? Yeah, great signal that he has a handle on who this character is. Yes. Supposed to be relaxed, and he looks dignified. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's some. Uh, you know, it is when he made that pivot before he became like I don't know. Before he started to understand that he was Eddie Murphy. Yes, right. Great point, Matt. Yes, yes. Because once he became Eddie Murphy, then you get things like uh, oh shoot, what distinguished gentleman. No, I was thinking of the one that some people like, but I saw in the theater with the uh, boomerang, cocky guy. What was that? Boomerang, boomerang. Yeah, yeah. To me, he's pure. He is. He walked onto set going, "I'm Eddie Murphy." Right. Like living it. He is Eddie Murphy at this point. I don't think he's Eddie again after this movie until Boomerang, and then Boomerang kind of lets you see. Okay, so. This is how good he really can. I mean, when he's counting the K's in the script, that shit is genius, dude. I mean, that shit is genius. Like, all of it. And then, of course, playing the or the other part of himself, just great stuff. And then Nutty Professor, which is really sweet. Uh, so he has these moments. Like, I loved him in Dreamgirls. I think he should have damn oh, yeah. well won that Oscar in Dreamgirls, man. Um, uh, and so yeah, you know, he was the standout of that to me. Him and Hudson. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson. Yep, yeah, absolutely. But if anybody's going to win something for that movie, I thought it should have been him. Yep. Instead, they gave it to Alan Arkin, which is complete and utter horse car. Um, I hated that. Um, and now I hear for, Beyonce, what, for, for Argo. No, no, they gave it to him for uh, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. No, that's that was yeah. years early. Was it Sunshine the same yep, year? Sunshine. Yeah. That's why I was mad because I was like, "There's nothing he did in that movie he hadn't done in 35 other movies. Not a damn thing. It's yeah. only because he died at the end of the movie. You're like, oh." But he does the same thing. You know, you got to be the best you can be. You got to do this. You gotta, don't listen to your It's the same thing over and over again. And I was like, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. What Eddie is doing. And in that moment, when he melts down to end that first hour of the movie in Dreamgirls, yeah. that's acting, son. That is acting. Ugh. Anyway, old wars, old wars. 
Um, where are we at? The ones? Your one? Uh, well, we did your one. My one is uh, not on your list, Fletch. Yes. Proceed. Love it. If you listen to this show, you knew more than likely on the outset, as soon as you pieced together Chevy Chase, that I was going to have this very, very high on my list. <laughs> um, true, true, true. And it's, you know, I love it. I've talked about it before. We don't need to talk about Fletch. Fletch is my number one. Um, so anyway, there are two lists. There we go. Boom. Uh, there's our separate lists. Uh, now we're going to um, combine them here into one list and uh, do the uh, show's uh, top 10 SNL cast member list uh, for people to enjoy. Got the bongos out already, so I'm ready to go. Um, been coming to America and Anchorman would be one and two. Okay. Um, I don't have Ghostbusters. Uh, I don't have Fletch. I mean, you don't have Ghostbusters. I don't have Fletch. Yeah. Um, well, we have Caddyshack and Tommy Boy, and I think that's it. But those are in the lower area. Yeah. So, uh, so Fletch goes next because it's sure. okay. What's your next highest? Uh, Ghostbusters at number three. Right. I've got my four. What do you got? I have my four as well. When Harry met Sally. What's your four? This is Final Tap. Oof. I can flip a coin. Yeah, I think you got to flip it, man. Okay. I'm not giving up on that one. I don't like Spinal Tap as much as everybody else does. I like his other stuff more. Yeah. Golfman is great. I'll take it over when Harry met Sally every day of the week. All right. No, I guess with Harry Met Sally, but it's just two completely different things. Boom, baby! <laughs> Damn it. The weighted coin gets me again. Son of a bitch. Now that's the other one with the oh. outlaw hat on it. That one gets... The Donaghy coin? We just call that the Donaghy. We just call it the Donaghy because it's weighted in one favor. If you want to do... Caddyshack and Tommy Boy here because that's we're down to number seven right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that works. I had Caddyshack at six. Oh, so is it higher? Yeah, it ends up higher because then we have both have Tommy Boy at nine. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cool. And I'm happy with it. I mean, if we're just yeah. talking comedies. Caddyshack rates really high on my list, but the ensemble. Anyways, what do you got? What's your next size? Uh, Iron Man at five. Okay. It's that versus Three Amigos. What again? It's not even a. What are you crazy? It's not even a question. What are you talking about? Well, I'm going to choose not to agree with you, so I'm going to flip this coin. I don't know if I trust you to flip it again. All right, fine. That's ridiculous. A weighted coin. You want a two out of three? Yes, two out of three. You offered it, so I'm going to take it. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I offer. offered it. All right. Things have been going my way today, so. Yeah. All right, we got to do one more. Oh, you're still in this. Here we go. Three pointer from deep. Look at that. Look who wins. Who wins? Who do you think wins? Yeah. Woo! Rightfully so. Rightfully so. People will rebel in the chat, I'm sure, though. Our fans will be upset. But come on. It's Iron Man for God's sake. Yeah, but we're talking like comedic movies from SNL cast members. We didn't, I mean, we didn't specifically SNL. say comedies. We said SNL cast member. We didn't say comedies. I know, but we both inherently subconsciously agreed to the, the essence and merit of the discussion. Did we? We did. Look at your list, and you favored comedies more than you did. Well, it's because they've done mostly comedies. Yeah, you know. so. Eddie, uh, you could have taken uh, This Is Dolomite or uh, Dream Girls. Yeah, but I still think Coming to America is better than all of them. 
I think it's his greatest movie ever. I think it's his best movie ever. Uh, you could have taken a different Bill Murray. You could have gone with one of his serious movies. Cool. Yeah, but I, once again, I think Ghostbusters is Bill Murray's best movie. I do. Uh, Billy Crystal for one of his more maudlin. I, I, I choose. I chose the best movie for each of these, in my opinion. As good a metric as any other. Although, although I will say the uncut gems one, Matt is a great that I that would have. I would have had a really hard time if I had remembered that one in time, not putting it on the list. So that could have been that. Could, I could take Punch Drunk Love and put cut, Uncut Gems on instead, but I do still enjoy and love Punch Drunk Love. So anyway, anyway, let's get to it. The top ten SNL cast move. Oh, the top ten SNL cast member movies. Yeah, Matt number ten. Three Amigos. Wait, wait, no, I thought I won. You did. So you put three amigos. You're supposed no, to you got nine and I got ten. Oh, I thought we were fighting for the last spot. New, no, sir. All right, all right, let's start. Oh, so ten. There's three amigos. Okay. At number nine. Iron Man. That's right. At number eight. Tommy Boy. At number seven. Caddyshack. At number six. When Harry met Sally. At number five. This is Spinal Tap. At number four, Ghostbusters. At number three, Fletch. At number two, Anchorman. And our number one SNL cast member movie is... It's coming to America. Just let your soul glow. Yeah, man. That boy's good. <laughs> good and terrible. <laughs> um... I still quote that movie from top to bottom, man. I love that movie. I know. I, mean, I that's why my hope is the next one can be that that good, but I don't think it can. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they should have done that one, but whatever, mm-hmm. whatever doesn't really matter what I think. <laughs> I hope it's great. I, I, I want nothing more than for it to succeed. Yeah, Jay Washington says he's read the script. He says it's one of the funniest things he's ever read, but I don't know. I don't know. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know what to make of that because. Sometimes people make a great movie out of a bad script yeah. and bad Very movie true. out of a good script. So Very true. Yeah, Very true. it's tough. It's tough. Uh, but that is, uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, let us know your thoughts on King of Staten Island, if you guys like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm dropping a review on my channel. So if you guys want to come watch it there on the YouTubes. Uh, but yeah, definitely let us know on Twitter what you think and uh, in the comment section below if you like the movie. It's two hours and 20 minutes long. Uh, the credits are about eight to 10 minutes, but still, it's, an, it's a two, over two-hour comedy. Comedy. I put it like that, comedy. Yeah, that seems to be more, you know, Apatow's on the other side of yeah. his career, so to speak, in that now it's less about the joke, 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 and more about wanting to tell a fuller story. Yeah. Uh, Bill Burr, dude, you got to see this. For Bill Burr alone, man, he's effing incredible. Just incredible, man. Uh, well, yeah, please let us know um, at Top Chin Show, at Matt Knows, at The Roca Says. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that or the show in general. Uh, if you're on Twitter, we'd love it if you retweeted the show uh, when we put it out. It just helps us spread the word. And, uh, you know, it makes us look good, too. You know, <laughs> always we're actually officially promoting the show. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, and for our Patreon uh, members. Uh, we got a new show coming out. If you guys want to join up on that, it's going to basically be our version of Jeopardy here on the show. The cutoff date to, to join is 
July 1st, and it's at the $20 tier and up. So join over there, and you'll your name will be added into a pool. And We've already written up a bunch of categories and uh, tons of people, like 20-some people have reached out to graciously help us write questions, and they're all working on that now. We're going to have tons of uh, different questions and whatnot. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so join us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. If you want to join in on that show, because the winner of that ultimately gets to be a guest on the show. Oh, uh, We're looking forward to it. It's going to be nice and interactive with everybody. Absolutely. man. I look forward to that as well. Yeah. Uh, and hit me up on Twitter with my address that I said before, at Matt Nost. And that's it for me this week. All right. You can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. And please, please follow me or, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca says all the great content going on there you know black lives matter and uh, the protests were pervasive over the last couple of weeks and we took some time and sat down with a bunch of people to talk about it over my shows over game time the sports show over the outlaw nation show with darina and jay washington so much great content there the geek buddies even talked about it as well so uh you know if you're looking for a combo of both uh please come and enjoy some of the content there um and i think that's it uh and uh until next time we will see you on the Top 10 Show. Take care.